welcome to the NC Podcast. My name is Natasha Collins and I am the host and founder of NC Real Estate, which includes its members club for landlords and property investors to come and build profitable property portfolios that completely align with their goals. So one thing I do want to tell you guys is that the members club is waiting list only at the moment. The only way you get around the waiting list is if you are referred by a current member. So if you are referred, please ask the current member to give you their um, link to the backdoor entrance to the members club. That's the only way in at the moment. If you want to go and look at everything else that I do, head on over to ncrealestate.co.uk where you will find so much goodness. Click on my blog, click on my programs you'll see all of the other paid for resources that are just awesome and help you along the way to your property investment journey did you listen to last week's podcast if you skipped it because it said back to basics pause this podcast and go listen to the other one i think it is so vital for your success as a property investor so if you've overlooked it, whatever you've done, skipped it, you weren't around last week, I'd far prefer you to go back and do that one than I would this one and then come back and do this one because again, it's gonna be a bite-sized podcast. I am trying to give you as much coaching as I possibly can in short 20-minute pieces in the hope that you go and do something with it rather than just sit on your laurels. So go do the last one first and then come back here. Today, I'm gonna talk about raising deposits. I had such a huge, huge, overwhelming response to when I put out my raising deposits flowchart. And I'm gonna double down on that here. And if you haven't seen the raising deposits flowchart, well, come and follow me on Instagram at Natasha C. Collins, or go to my Facebook group, Property Investment Mastery, and you will find it in there. One of the big questions that I'm always asked is, Natasha, how do I raise deposits for my next property? Okay, well, the very first place that you would start is check your bank account, go and see how much money you have to use, because if you can use your savings or at least part of your savings, that is going to be the best way and the easiest way of raising it, because obviously you don't have to do anything, you've already got it. But you might be thinking, well, Natasha, I, I don't want to use all of that up. I'd like a little bit of a cushion in the bank. So if I want a cushion in the bank, what do I do? Okay, good question. So leave a little bit of money aside. It's always a good, a good idea to put a bit of your own money into a property deal if you can, but check back through your other properties and see if it's time to remortgage a property. Hint. I asked you to go and look at that last week. So <laughs> you should have this information to hand as to when your properties are coming up for renewal of their fixed term. Because if you did last week's podcast correctly, what you will now be able to see is when your next remortgage comes up, you will then be able to compute what the current value is if you haven't had a valuation recently, go and get an agent to value your property. So you'll be able to see how much equity is in a property or in your property. Then what I want you to do is see what happens if you increase your current amount of borrowing to 75% of the loan to value and see how much would that up 
your monthly interest payments by. Just remember that banks are really stress testing, so they are never going to lend to you more than a hundred and they're never going to allow your mortgage payments um, to be anywhere higher than their bank stress test. And your rental income must be 145% of your monthly mortgage interest payments at an interest rate of 5.5%, okay? There's a lot of information there, but I have written that down previously. So make sure you know that, but you can then using that information, calculate how much additional borrowing you can get out of a property if it's coming up to its the end of its fixed term. Now, interest rates are really low at the moment anyway. So maybe if you can't take any cash out or it doesn't make sense because you know your, your mortgage payments are gonna just be huge, it's still worth exploring the change to your mortgage fixed your mortgage interest rate because you can get a lot lower interest rates. I have seen some of my clients get around 1.95 to 2% on a buy to let mortgage at the moment. It's wild, but please do take advantage of it. Um, for those of you that have been listening, I did a remortgage for my mum recently and she's now making 800 pounds per calendar month net from her property purely because interest rates are so cheap at the moment. So do bear that in mind. So once you've done all of that calculation, you will now know whether you can take cash out of the property or not. Fantastic. If you can, start writing that down, add that up. That could be a great source of a deposit for you. Now, the next question is, can you take enough out of your property to raise money for a deposit? Well, maybe you can take part of a deposit money out of it. Fantastic. If you can take all of the money and use that as a deposit, great. There you go, you found your deposit. But then let's move on. Okay, so say you've now got part of your deposit. Next question, do you have higher than 75% than loan to value on your property? So say you have 60% loan to value, even better, maybe you have 50% loan to value. The next question is, would you feel comfortable having a second charge on your property and buy, buying via short-term finance? It's a question. Some short-term lenders are taking second charges on your properties with higher equity up to a value of 75% loan to value. So say you've got a £100,000 property. You currently have a mortgage on it for £60,000. A short-term lender might be able to take a second charge over that £100,000 property up to £75,000. That's an option. So that's going to give you an extra £15,000 there as a deposit. So in order to do that, you then need to go to a broker who specialises in short-term finance and see if that's an option available to you. Now, do remember using short-term finance, you then have to have um, an exit of how you're going to get off the short-term finance. So whether that's increasing the value of the property, refinancing to that higher amount, or maybe you're going to pay down on the short-term finance if you're going to um, be able to get a high enough income stream from that property portfolio. So just make sure that you explore your exits there. Um, so what you could do 
then you've got a mix of uses of deposit. You could use a little bit of a remortgage. You can use some short-term finance. Um, you can take additional borrowing over your other properties. I mean, sometimes you can even go to your current mortgage lenders to so say you're not at the end of your fixed term, but you do have that increase in equity. So say you have that, you know, that £15,000, for example, that you can borrow, you might be able to get uh, second lending or additional borrowing from that property um, and your mortgage provider will pay that out. Usually it's at a higher interest rate, but there are options available to you. What you need to have is a good broker who understands this, who you can say, look, I've got all of this money in this property. How can I use it to fund my next property purchase? That's the question you need to be asking. And the way that you're going to find out that information is by going back to last week's podcast and doing the activities that I gave you. Okay, so now we've explored those options. So we have looked at using savings. We've looked at the possibility of remortgage and using that cash. We've looked at maybe we could use additional borrowing from our current properties, or we could use um, short-term lending as a second charge over the equity that we've got in our properties. Now, if you can't fund a whole deposit from that money alone, then you've got three other options available to you. The first is that if you've got a property that's not performing and you're not making any money on it, you could sell that, use the money from within the property and buy other po other properties that are going to perform. That's a possibility. I know there's a lot of people who would go, no, Natasha, I'm never, ever going to sell my properties. Okay, fine. Don't sell your properties. But if it's not making you any money, what's the point in holding it? So you need to assess that. What you could do with your properties is go through and do a SWOT analysis. If you've not heard of a SWOT analysis before, it's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. And you can draw them out in four squares, put strengths in one square, weaknesses in one square, opportunities in one square, and threats in another square. And go through and assess this property. What are the pros? What are the cons? Where do you think actually this is really going to struggle over the next couple of years? And then what are the opportunities? What can I do with this property that is actually could unlock a wealth of potential? And so map that all out. Now, if the opportunities and the strengths outweigh the weaknesses and the threats, then it's worthwhile keeping the property. If the threats and the weaknesses really outweigh the opportunities and the strengths, then it might be worth selling it and using that money uh, for a better property elsewhere. So you can raise your raise money through selling. I always advise though, if you are going to sell, make sure that you maximize the value of the property so that you sell it at the top of the market. Don't just put some rubbish on the market and hope for the best that it's going to sell. Try your utmost to put it in the best possible condition. You could then, or you could use private investment. So you could use family and friends and see if they would loan you money as a deposit. Or you could use joint venture partners and investors. And again, investors and joint venture partners could be friends and family. You know, whoever you find who would like to put some money into a property 
deal that you have got and in return they get interest maybe a percentage of the property some shares in your company whatever you want to offer it really is up to you there just be aware that when you are using private investment and that doesn't matter whether it is a joint venture partner or an investor you just need to make sure that you are um, analyzing the property deals properly so for me when I go out and get investment from investors I will always have number one pretty much secured the purchase price of the property that I am looking to buy number two looked for those opportunities but also looked for the weaknesses and threats as well so I really do go into deep analysis of okay if I'm going to have to use investor money that's great but what is going to stop me from repaying these investors at exit and I need to be fully aware of that because actually I'm going to let my investors know <gasps> you might be gasping right now Natasha why would you be so honest because I feel like if someone's going to get involved in my property portfolio they are going to need to know what I am thinking here is how I am going to try and mitigate against all of the problems that could arise. But this is where something could go wrong. Now, if you are borrowing money to buy a cheap property, refurb it, and then refinance it, well, there's two things there that could go wrong. The first thing is that your refurbishment or development could come in way overpriced, way, way, way overpriced, and you don't have enough money to uh, finish that off or there could be a massive problem with the building if you've not done your appropriate due diligence before buying in which case you're going to have to get additional borrowing and you know you're not going to be able to pay out the returns that you were expecting or number two the market drops and you don't get the refinance so you don't have the money in the required space of time to refund the investor so those are things that you definitely have to look out for. Make sure that you are doing every single thing in your power to make sure that doesn't happen because you're always going to have to pay out investors first rather than yourself. That's got to be the thing that you commit to. But do make sure that everybody is aware of the risks as well as, you know, this could go amazingly well. We all make shed loads of money and we're very happy at the end. So you have to do your deal, deal analysis, you have to do your due diligence, and you have to make sure that you pretty much have a watertight deal that really shouldn't go wrong. And if it did, does, here's how you're going to get out of it and make sure that it's um, your, your investors are going to recoup as much as they possibly can. But the other thing you can think of is, why don't you try investing in someone else's project first? And then you can see how they operate and if that's the sort of person that you are. And actually, if they didn't do it quite how you would, you can think, how would I change my practices so that I can provide my investors with the best possible service? <laughs> so there we have it. Those are the ways in which you're going to be able to raise deposits. Your savings, remortgaging, Additional borrowing, if you've got equity in your property portfolio, but the fixed term hasn't come to an end. You could use short-term finance if you want to take borrowing over 
any of your properties. Um, and for all of those remortgaging, additional borrowing and using short-term finance, you're going to need to speak to your broker. But again, you're going to have to have all of the information about your property portfolio. So do not skip doing that. Make sure you've got all of that information. Then you can look at selling. If maybe you've got a property that's underperforming and you think, eh, this isn't really worth it for me. And then you can look at using private investment. So joint ventures and investors or friends and family. Those are your options. And here's the thing. There are over 350 mortgage providers who lend to investors in the UK. So you have so many options for finance there. There are even more short-term lenders that potentially aren't regulated, so there's not an exact number, but there's plenty of places for you to get finance. And then there are an unlimited supply of investors. So if you come at it with that mindset, every time that you get knocked back, you think, oh, I'll go and ask someone else. But you've just got to ensure that you have the right deal and an exciting deal that people actually would want to invest in. And then it's not if I get finance, it's when I get finance. And those are the things that you really do need to remember. So I hope that's been useful for you about raising deposits. Again, map it all out, write it all down, keep going, keep figuring out new places where you could get investment. I do that all the time. I sleep on things and I think, aha, I've got an idea. And then I go and figure it out and I ask about and I find out if that's something that would work for me. And if someone says no, then I move on to the next space. The, it's all about perseverance. And if you know what you want to achieve and why you want to achieve it, you'll stop taking no for an answer and you'll keep moving forward until you get the things that you want to achieve. And that is how it works. And it is as simple as that. Now, if I have just sparked your enthusiasm about investing in property or investing in someone else's property portfolio, I do want to let you know that I always have opportunities to invest in my portfolios. Um, I do vet investors. So it's not as if, you know, you just email me and I'm like, yeah, I'll take your money and give you a return. No, no, we do have to get to know each other. But if you were interested in investing um, I usually split the profit of how much I'm getting in for my property portfolio or my property, depending on what you um, invest in up until the point that I pay out or I pay quite a healthy amount of interest. If that's something that would be of interest to you, then email me and let me know if you'd be interested in investing in my portfolios. It's natasha at mcrealestate.co.uk and I will send you all of the information that I need from you and we'll probably have a catch up and a meeting and um, uh, we can talk about it. Um, it's not coaching. I'm not going to be talking to you about your property investment strategy. Um, it would purely be something different talking about investment. But I've had a lot of queries into whether I do do that. I do. I've not openly said that I'm after investment on any of my social media platforms or um, on the podcast before, purely because I've been taking investment from people that um, I know really, really well. But I've been asked if I would extend that. Sure no problem, but we need to catch up and we need to um, get to know each other pretty well before I would um, accept out, uh, you know, accept investors onto my property portfolio. But again, it's there if you, if you would want to get in contact with me and if that's of interest to you. Okay, so I hope that's been another useful 
um, short and sweet podcast, but again, short and sweet because I now need you to go and take action. Don't just listen to this and think, oh, that was nice, Natasha. Thanks for that. I'm going to just get on with my day. Please take this information and use it. I don't just put it out there to go into the ether and you just spend your time, you know, doing whatever you have to do. No, use it. It's so vital and so important. And next week, I'm going to be speaking to a broker on the podcast about ways in which you can fund your property deals. So, you know, it's almost like a three-part series. We've, we've kind of stepped up every single week so that you can actually take proper action. This is literally me coaching you right here and I'm giving it to you for free. So take this information and go and use it and then leave me a review on the podcast and tell me how you've used it. Because do you know how that helps me? It gets this podcast out to far more people. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Please rate and review. I'd love to hear from you. If you've listened to this, post it on social media. Tag me in it. Uh, I'm at Natasha C. Collins on Instagram. Please tag me in it. I will share all of your lovely posts of you listening to my podcast. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for listening today. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon.